How can you get big with strong muscles just like me? <laughs> it's got to be a joke. Maybe they called the wrong person. They were going to call some big, strong, famous film star. But then they thought it'd be cheaper just to call me. Ah, well, from another perspective, from the philosophical perspective, the whole enterprise of getting big muscles could be considered a big joke. Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. All those big, strong guys from the gym are going to come around and crack me up. <laughs> okay, all right. But what is the point? Men and women also, work hard in the gym every day so they can get big muscles, so they can just strut around in their vests, their jungles, showing off their big, big biceps. Yeah, they'll get offended if I say it's a joke, but actually from the transcendental philosophical perspective, in other words, the perspective of actual reality, People who are just fixated on the body and building up the body, they're just poor fools with no knowledge of their real self. <clears throat> so many big builders, so many bodybuilders used to have big muscles, but it happens to even the people with the biggest muscles. Uh, you can go on to the gym exercising even after the age of 60, 70. You can go on, but at some point, like, whoops, it's already, I never really got up, did I? Anyway, just imagine, like a flat tire. Now, I'm going to tell you the Vedic way, how to get big muscles. Without a lot of hard work, and without even eating a lot of high-protein food, all you have to do is die. And if you die with a very strong desire to have big muscles, then by the grace of the material energy, which under the supervision of the Supreme Personality of Godhead awards everyone different bodies, birth after birth, <clears throat> according to our activities, sinful or pious, and according to our desire then if you strongly desire to have big muscles, then by the grace of Krishna's material energy, you could be born as a gorilla or a tiger or a buffalo and automatically you'll have big muscles. And that's not a joke. It's a fact. We get future bodies. It's well known that we get future bodies according to our actions, according to our karma. But it's also according to our desire. Now, if you really get into you know, a lot of bodybuilding and all this, you, you, you very much get into bodily consciousness or identifying with the body and thinking that I have got a big, strong body. But the first installment of spiritual knowledge is to know that I'm not this body. But bodybuilding increases the bodily consciousness, which, unless we're very spiritually strong, will overcome our desire to become spiritually strong. And then if you get a big, strong body and you think, I want to get a bigger, bigger, stronger body, then you risk becoming a buffalo or a tiger in the next life. Or if you want a big genital, 
become an elephant or a horse. Here, have a look at this. I'm going to show you on the screen. Three summers ago, was it? We were in Erko, a hill station in Tamil Nadu, where it's pretty wild all around there, jungle. And there, there are wild buffaloes wandering around. They look a bit like bison from America, but they're smaller. They've got big muscles. <laughs> he didn't go to the gym, this guy, but he's got big muscles. He's basically a peaceful fellow, but don't mess around with him. Stronger than you. <laughs> and then you get uh, human buffaloes or someone who's gone to the gym and really worked it out, maybe used a lot of, really worked out and maybe used a lot of steroids and all different kinds of techniques to get a body which may be subjective, but to me it looks pretty grotesque. So there you go, the Vedic way, the, the, the karmic way to get big, strong muscles. Of course, the science of karma is very complex because at every moment we do different things and every, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. It's very, very complex. But it is a fact that according to the desires we cultivate in this life, we get future births or, or the, the kind of birth we get is to a large extent determined not only by the activities that we do, but the desires that we cultivate. And after all, big muscles, what do you want to get big muscles for? One reason is not to get bullied by others. Another major reason is to impress the opposite sex, especially if you're a male. I, I don't, males wanting to impress females. I don't know why women want big muscles. They, all, they already have their own strictly feminine bizarreness of, uh, what's that called? Silicon implants to make their breasts bigger and some woman who thinks her breast is too big <coughs> has liposuction to suck out the excess fat. But some women, some women, and it's not a few, they want to get big muscles like men, which to me, maybe I'm just old-fashioned or whatever, seems like absurd. They're women bodybuilders and women boxing champions. And... By the way, you were saying that, that men think that big muscles will attract women, but from what I've seen, uh, women are more attracted to big money than big muscles if we're talking about the gross material attraction. Now, there is a science to get big muscles because the body is, after all, a machine. As I go to the gym and work out and take super high-protein foods, it's the body's a machine. It's a biological machine which can be enhanced by certain techniques or it can crash down due to neglect. However, we should be more interested in who we really are. We are not machines. I am not a machine. This body is a machine. I am not a machine. I am a, an eternal, spiritual, living being. The body is a temporary machine. I'm presently in this machine called this body. 
But we go from body to body to body. So why be concerned so much with the body? Just like if there's a car crash, we should be more concerned whether the driver survived than whether the car got smashed up. Similarly, the soul is within the body. We should be more concerned with the soul which lends life to the body because even the biggest, strongest bodybuilders have to leave their body. And however strong the body might have been, it's not strong enough to stop the movement of time which forces us to get out of that body and be carried from body to body to body, one after another, one after another. Now, I'm not saying this because of sour grapes. You may think, well, you know, he's just a skinny wretch. So, sorry saying this. But it's a fact. You, to get through life, you don't need big muscles. It's just, it's just a fact. Big muscles are not even particularly healthy, especially if you use steroids to boost up the muscles. Ah, uh, why am I talking about this at all? Well, I I went through about of bad about of bad health, and to build up my health, I thought I'd see some YouTube videos about about exercise and see all these big strong men, and these uh, YouTube videos for exercise. They're mostly hosted by men with large muscles. But I wonder if they could work like the peasants in the fields. Here in India, I see men and women, many of them are quite skinny, but they can do physical labor all day in the fields. And they just eat very simple food. You see sometimes women walking for quite a long, quite a long distance with huge bundles of firewood, which they've collected on their head. I wonder if these bodybuilders could do that. And they don't, these people, what do they eat? They don't eat high protein. They just eat very simple food. So let's say it again. Big muscles are not actually very healthy. They're for, supposed to be for sex attractiveness and maybe for sexual performance. The idea you can, if you have a stronger body, you can have a stronger longer sexual performance, but all this works against the real goal of life, which is to develop spiritual consciousness, get out of these bodies, which begins with understanding I'm not the body. To get a big, strong body among certain people, that's a sign of prestige, like a real man. But to be a real man means more than to have big muscles. It's to have character. That's more manliness. You need to spend so much time and hard work to get big muscles, but it's better to put in that time and hard work for spiritual upliftment, which will bring us to the eternal platform because the body is, after all, destined to die, and it's miserable. It really makes sense to invest time in spiritual upliftment. What is the body? It's, it's a machine, and like, like a car is driven by the driver. So the, the soul is within the body. 
And as long as the soul is there, the body works. As soon as the soul leaves, the body doesn't work. It's something like the analogy of a car and a driver. And we see in cars, as with so many other machines, there's planned obsolescence. It's made in such a way that although it looks very good and it works very well for some time, it's made in such a way that it will decline to such an extent that the only thing to do with it is to send it to the scrapyard or just abandon it somewhere in a parking lot or whatever. So just like a car, this body, we can use it to go where we have to go, but we shouldn't become obsessed by it. Just as an aside, that's another, yet another symptom of the insanity of contemporary life, considering persons better according to the kind of car they have. If you drive a Rolls-Royce car, oh, it's very prestigious. If you just have a little moped, ah, you're nobody. Or considering someone better if they have a big muscular body. Now, of course, in our Vedic literature, we have descriptions of Kshatriyas. Bhima and Arjuna, they had big muscles. Well, that was required for what they had to do. They weren't just muscular, they were skillful in fighting also. Their role in society was to act to protect society from wicked people. Their, that was their role, which they did in the service of Krishna. But devotees of Krishna, persons who are aspiring for spiritual spiritual enlightenment, uh, in general, they, they shouldn't desire to have such a big, strong body like that. It's in general. It may be some. They, they, they have to protect <laughs> the kshatriyas. Some exercise, yeah, that's good. A little exercise is required for the body but we shouldn't go overboard with it. Otherwise, this big, big, strong muscles, it's a, it's a kind of insanity. Apramata is one of the 26 qualities of a Vaishnava, as told to us by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It, it means n not being stupid, not being crazy, <laughs> not being insane. Insanity begins with understanding I am not this body, I am a spiritual being, I am not these muscles, and that what we really need is to develop inner strength. As Lord Krishna states in his teachings to Arjuna, Arjuna was physically very strong, but he went through a phase in his life when he was mentally emotionally and spiritually a complete weakling. So Krishna advised him, evang buddhe parang buddhva sang stabhyatmanam atmana jahi shatram mahabaho kama rupam durasadam. Krishna here addresses Arjuna as mahabaho, one who has got very big, strong arms. 
So Krishna tells Arjuna, this is the translation or a translation of this verse. Thus, knowing oneself to be transcendental to the material senses, and we could add here, to, to the material senses, to the material body, to the material muscles, thus knowing oneself to be transcendental to the material senses, mind, and intelligence, O mighty armed Arjuna, one should steady the mind by deliberate spiritual intelligence, Krishna consciousness, and thus... By spiritual strength, conquer this insatiable enemy known as lust. That is real strength, to be able to overcome lust. Whereas building up a body to indulge in lust, that is just another phase of foolishness or foolishness on vitamins. <clears throat> the spiritual path, the actual spiritual path, not the imaginary, there are so many imaginary spiritual paths, but the actual spiritual path begins with understanding we're not the body. We have to overcome the lust for material enjoyment or for trying to enjoy this body, for trying to enjoy our situation in this world. The spiritual path trains us to become eligible to enter the spiritual world where just like if we desire, according to our desire, we can get a material body like a buffalo and if we desire, we can enter the spiritual world and there without any more effort, without any extraneous effort, just like you become a buffalo without any extraneous effort. So if you enter the spiritual world, without any extraneous effort, we get a perfect body. Perfect body means, what does it mean? Not grossly muscular, but it is Satchit Ananda. Satchit Ananda means it's eternal, it's full of knowledge and it's full of bliss. Whereas our situation in this material world is however big and strong the body is, it's definitely not eternal. We don't have knowledge, rather we're in ignorance of our real spiritual need. And however big the muscles are, it may give us a little sense of satisfaction, but it doesn't bring us happiness. Whereas in the spiritual world, it's a situation of eternal bliss. You can just see Krishna's body, perfectly formed. Attractive to women, that's one of Krishna's qualities. Of course, the women in the spiritual world who are attracted to Krishna, they also have perfectly beautiful female bodies. But the attraction between male and female in the spiritual world is spiritual. It's, it's in a class that materialistic people just don't understand. Anyway, the Vedic way to get a perfect body is to give up the idea of material enjoyment, to chant Hare Krishna. By chanting Hare Krishna, giving up the idea, let me enjoy this material world, by surrendering to Krishna, we go to him. And just as a corollary, we get a perfect body. We're not thinking, I'll go to Krishna, then I'll get a perfect body. But automatically, we get a perfect body by Krishna's grace. And the Vedic way to get a super muscular body, or a 
you can say the karmic way to do it is to desire it strongly enough and then you can get a gorilla body or a buffalo body or an orangutan body. <laughs> Human bodies aren't that strong. <laughs> I'll read some quotes from our most worshipable Srila Prabhupada, His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swain Prabhupada. Here's a quote from a talk that Srila Prabhupada gave on September the 29th, 1976 in Vrindavan, which is the spiritual world manifested as if it's part of this material world. So Srila Prabhupada said, Do you think that because you are very strong and stout, a big wrestler with muscles, that you'll live? No! For, your, for Yamaraj, the lord of death, there is no consideration that here is a weak person, lean and thin, and here is a very strong person. Therefore, the strong person should be left over and the lean and thin will be taken to Yamaraj. No! When the time will come, the lean and thin may be spared, but the strong man may be immediately taken. In other words, whether we're taken for punishment by the god of death doesn't depend on whether we have a big strong body or a weak skinny body. That's not the criterion. So this rascaldom that by exercise, people are very much attached to the body. We have seen everywhere, especially in European countries. They are very much attached to make the body stout and strong. And in the morning you'll find, here also you'll find, they're running to make the body strong as if the strong body will save him from death. This is rascaldom. Therefore, pramata. I just said that word, apramata, which means sane, and Srila Prabhupada says, therefore, pramata, crazy. We do not say that you, you remain very weak and lean and thin. No, you should maintain this body properly, but not that. That is my only business, how to maintain this body. Now I'm going to read a quote from Srila Prabhupada's Purport to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 17, Text 16. There are two classes of men in this world. There are two classes of men in the world. One is called the demon and the other is called the demigod. The demigods concern themselves with the spiritual upliftment of human society, whereas the demons are concerned with physical and material upliftment. The two demons born of Diti that's Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. The two demons born of Diti began to make their bodies as strong as iron frames. And they were so tall that they seemed to touch outer space. They were decorated with valuable ornaments. And so they thought that this was success in life. Then a quote from the purport to the next verse, Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 17, Text 17. In the demoniac way of civilization, people are interested in getting a body constructed in such a way that, th that when they walk on the street, the earth will tremble and when they stand, it will appear that they cover the sun and the vision of the four directions. If a race appears strong in body, their country is materially considered to be among the highly advanced nations of the world. Okay, I'll end this little talk with what? Go out and do a few press-ups. No, um, I'll read some verses or sing a uh, few verses from 
the writings of Srila Thakur Bhaktivinoda as relevant to this subject and after singing, after chanting each verse, I'll give an English translation. Rupe Gaurab Keno Bhai Anitta e kaleba kabu nahesthiratar Shama naile kichu nai e anga shital habe Ankishpanda hina rabe chitaragone habe chai O mind, my dear friend! Why is your bodily beauty such an object of your proud vanity? This body is temporary and there is no certainty whatsoever of permanence. After Yamaraj has paid his visit and taken your soul away, this body will then become cold. The eyes will remain motionless, and in the fiery funeral pyre it will simply turn into ashes. Jishandarja hero darparnete nirantar shah shiba hoi bhojan Mind, you repeatedly behold the lovely handsomeness of this face in a mirror. The face is your favorite object of vanity. Always looking in the mirror. But your face will become delicious food for dogs and jackals. At that time, where will you keep all the decorative ornaments and valuable clothes which you appreciate with such high esteem? Dharashuta bandhu shabe shoshane tomare lobe dogdakari grihete ashibe Tumika ke toma ebe bhuji de kosha dehona shabosha ghotibe. Your beloved wife, sons, and friends will take you to the crematorium, and after burning you, they'll simply return back to their homes. To whom do you belong? Who is yours? Just try now to grasp the essential significance of all of this. That is, that the destruction of this temporary body will definitely come to pass. Sunita Shambhala Chao Hari Guna Shadagao Harinam Japaha Shadai Kutarka Chariamon Karo Krishna Aradhan Binodar Ashroi Tahai my dear mind, if you really want the eternal, auspicious way of life, then just sing aloud the glories of the Lord always and everywhere. Also, one should certainly chant Harinam Japa at all times. Abandoning, abandoning all useless arguments, dear mind, just worship Krishna. Such worship is the shelter of Bhaktivinoda. Vancha kalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhubi evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. 
Dante Nidhaya Chunakang Padayane Patya Kritvacha Kakushatameta Dahambra Vimi He Sadava Sakala Eva Vihaya Durat Gauranga Chandra Charane Kurutanuraga Parivada Tujano Yatatava Nanumokaro Navayang Vicharayamaha Hari Rasa Madhirama Dati Matta Bhuvi Vilotama Nartama Nirvishama Hari Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hari 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 Rama Hari Rama 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 Hari Hari